In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hello, and welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is a very special episode of Broads and Books called Celebrity? Notice the, the, oh, with the question mark? Oh. So we're going to break down some of our favorite celebrity memoirs, but we kind of decided that we needed some expert guidance. Yeah. And we both kind of decided we knew exactly who that expert needed to be. We really did. And so we brought in an honorary broad. His name is Heath. <laughs> and I want to describe Heath as a friend. He's a movie buddy seen a lot of movies with him he came to see hustlers with us he did he told me he leaned over when j-lo got on the pole and said she's 50 <laughs> he also when i first was introduced to this friend group he was my target because he was a little snarky he was a little curmudgeonly and i was mm. like that's the one mm-hmm. i want to get into his good graces it was your chip mm-hmm. moment yeah with him. Mm-hmm. and also he has a love for celebrity and a particular one that is just non-stop unconditional so we needed to bring him on board yeah so this is heath Hi, Heath. Hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Glad to be here. (laughs) Anything you would add to that introduction? Anything you disagree with? Uh, No, I don't disagree with anything. Good. And there, I am am a curmudgeon. Yeah. If you encounter me in real life, Mm -hmm. you will experience that. Yeah. And it's a glorious (laughs) thing to behold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really growing into it as I age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Heath is here. He's joining us for this very special episode. So, you know, we're going to talk about celebrity. Yeah. So, Aaron, a oh. question for you. Okay. What are some holoric? Holor- holoric? Yeah. They horrible. are holoric. Yeah. yeah. What are some horrible celebrity memoirs? This pains me. And I think oh, that we are no. going to talk about some Real Housewives in a bit. Yes, we are. But, yeah. And I, I'm, almost, uh, I'm almost a little ashamed to admit this, but I've read all of Teresha, Judice, Judice, oh, no. which however you want to say the last day, so this that's is a housewife. hotly mm-hmm. contested okay. New mm-hmm. Jersey. 
I read all of them and they're all horrible. <laughs> like, wait, she has multiple so memoirs? Bad. Yeah, like three. Wow. Like she just kept putting them out. Well, because things just kept getting that crazy just kept ramping up in her okay. life. She's the one you probably because her husband went to she went to prison. Her husband went to prison for tax yeah. fraud. Oh, and now he okay. was deported. It's yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're bad. Like the they're bad. not even. I don't even know. I don't know if she just like fired the ghostwriter <laughs> <laughs> or probably. they just had no budget for it. So yeah. it was like a tenth grade English student, but. But it's also hard when your your job is being on a reality show to talk about your life uh-huh. to then write a book about your life that people can have already seen on TV. Yes. It oh, seems a little. Uh, that's a good point. It, mm-hmm. it seems a little insulting to your your fans if yeah. you call them that. Because she <laughs> like, did a lot of like, this is what I was really thinking about this moment, oh. and it's you're right. A lot of it's like, well, yeah, I assumed because you flipped a table, right, or yeah. I assumed because you didn't speak to your brother for years that you were pissed, like. Mm-hmm. So well, that's a good point. So do you think a celebrity memoir has to have stuff that like behind the scenes, like things that we wouldn't know as right. normal fans? Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, if it's not going to have new information, mm-hmm. you kind of what the point it's like when a, when a movie comes out, they put everything in the trailer. Yeah. And yes. then you, you go to the movie and you're just like for an hour, like an hour, you're like, well, nothing's happening. Like, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> <It's all> this. <laughs> I saw the good stuff, you know, oh, before. So why am I wasting my time? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. The other one I was going to say was Courtney Robertson, who was a Bachelorette contestant. I oh. read her memoir, I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I had to just on the title. <laughs> oh. And it was, that was also rough. It had some great behind the scenes stuff of like what happens during filming, like how they keep the girls separate and when they choose not to and stuff, which was interesting from a production and mm-hmm. manipulation standpoint. But it's pretty much just <laughs> 20 chapters of I'm a bitch and I own it. And I didn't wow. come here for any other reason than to win. And I wasn't really looking for a husband. I wanted to win. Wow. Yeah. That Actually, we have a we have a friend, Stephanie is her yes, name, who uh, was very close to being on uh, The Bachelor. Yes, she did she not want a husband. Was. She just was, she's competitive. And yeah. she would have been amazing. Uh-huh. She, she would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. She would have yes. cut a bitch, mm-hmm. for sure. As mm-hmm. any good contestant would. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wholly enjoy well, that. And I feel like, you know, longtime listeners, you know that Aaron is a big reality TV buff. Mm-hmm. Heath, would you consider yourself a reality TV buff? Um, I think buff might be a little strong. Okay. I like to think I'm discerning. Oh. I'm probably not. I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think, okay. Yep. I think I draw the line at when... Um, Rally stars leave their original show and they end up on a second rally show, oh. like like maybe former housewives who end up on like uh, the couples one that's on We TV. I think is what like couples therapy. Or yeah, something, something like that, that, where they send couples now live in a mansion and they just argue and it's just sort of like there's no point in this other than to just see people at their worst. Right. Like right. I think I think that's kind of where I where I draw the line. Okay. How do you feel about housewives spinoff shows then, like on Bravo? Um, I haven't seen any that I enjoy very much, but I feel like that's a little bit more legitimate. Like, if you would consider any of this legitimate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone older, this is legitimate. Right. Yeah. Define legitimate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is most of the, I mean, it's rare. Most of the housewives, it only really works when they've got the right combination of people. And when you yeah. just kind of pluck someone out of that, it's pretty rare for it to actually work, I think. Yeah. Yes. So, Amy, why do you think that celebrity worship happens? I think we have a desire to love and hate people so much mm. that we want to, like, 
we want a sort of royalty. We want like, you know, like this sort of upper class that we can look at and we can love, but we can also tear the shit out of them too. Like we want uh, both aspects. Mm-hmm. And maybe because they're so far removed, it feels like we can do that without impunity, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I don't know, because now I'm thinking about like Jimmy Kimmel. He has like the mean tweets that he reads on his mm-hmm. sh- Like the actresses and actors like read the tweets about them. So there's a little bit more like personal connection. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like people just do that so they can get on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Oh, that could right? be. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I yeah. do find the idea that anybody, uh, I mean, I know celebrities have social media so they can connect with their fans, but just the idea of like tweeting it, Beyonce, like, I didn't like this outfit or I didn't oh like that song. I find that to be bizarre that anyone yes! is so entitled to do that. They're yes! a stranger. Yes! You might you might own their music or see their videos or watch their movies, but they're a stranger. Like, yes. And what do you think is going to happen? Like, Beyonce right. is going to read that and be devastated. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. What is the, what, what's your ultimate goal there? Yeah. Especially when we, like the celebrities here can be political on their platforms and yeah. say you know you know vote for this person or not this person and people are like you know can't you just can't you just be funny I don't want to hear about your po- politics stuff and it's like it's again it's their their Twitter or whatever they can yeah. do whatever they want to yeah mm-hmm. you know? yeah like the Dixie Chicks just shut up and sing oh I'm sorry the Chicks they're not mm-hmm. the Dixie Chicks anymore my bad yeah. sorry that is your bad <laughs> sorry the Chicks come on. <laughs> Ah. Well, Heath, question for you. Okay. What do you think is one of your all-time favorite celebrity moments? It was a moment. It was a moment that lasted a few weeks, but probably the Tina Fey, Sarah Palin Ooh. thing that, uh, before the, was it 2008 election? Yeah. 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 And just her, uh, and if you read her, her book, uh, Bossy Pants, like she kind of goes through it in pretty, pretty good detail, but just the sort of... Uh, you know, because she was working on 30 Rock at the time mm-hmm. and she was doing this and it was just, I mean, she was very, very busy doing a lot of things, but I just think it was such a spot on impersonation. It was really kind of, uh, uh, it really captured a moment. It was like lightning in a bottle kind of thing. And it was, uh, I think that was like record ratings for Saturday Night Live when she was coming on and doing that. And um, and the funny thing was, is she didn't have to do that much. I mean, Sarah Palin no. was kind of a character in and of herself. Yes. So there wasn't... Like writing it. For right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just amp up the accent a little bit, you know, and uh, do the pew, pew. Yes. <laughs> that kind of, you know, it was just more like adding the accents. That's such a good point because I meant, I think that it was right around there that suddenly we became super obsessed with who on SNL is going to play who. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Like, yeah. yeah, that was kind of the since onset. then. Yeah, it's been a big thing. Huh? Good pick. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah, that too. So, do you think that there's a difference between a reality star and a celebrity? I mean, we kind of been talking about both, but mm-hmm. what do you think? I do mm-hmm. because I'm not really a big reality show person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, and this is me being a snob and a half, <laughs> if a celebrity were to say go on Dancing with the Stars or something like that, their like credibility lowers with me. But what do you guys think? What's the difference between well, a reality star and celebrity? Speaking specifically to that example yeah. you gave me, I think we've reached a point with Dancing with the Stars where <laughs> like, yeah. like, everyone's just like, oh, you got a check for me? What do you need me to do? Yes. <laughs> That's true. Like, 100%. You know, yeah. yeah. I think Dancing with the Stars at, at some point in the, had a trajectory where it was really popular because it was a really highly rated show at one yeah. point. Yeah. And people would go on it because it's sort of people remembered them and maybe they could parlay that into something else but I do think at this point it's just sort of like when you got Carol Baskin on <laughs> things have gone oh right. it's God. just like you know like yeah. the third lead from a 90s sitcom yeah. you know probably is just like nah yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll stay home 
So yeah, how do you define it? I think that's the difference difference. right there. Is like I think a celebrity, they have a machine. Like there's a whole team that is. This like a whole image. It's not even just that person. It's like this whole persona that's having to live out in the world. And a reality TV star, like they're on their own. They Mm -hmm. stood in line and said something funny and got lucky, or they did something outrageous and they're like, "That's great. Let's put that on TV. It'll get Mm -hmm. ratings." Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's this concerted effort to make them. You know, and I. Reality stars probably just aren't as talented either. Right, I was going to say that, yeah. A celebrity, I think, probably it started with a talent. Yes. They could act or they could sing. They, they, could, they could offer something, something to the world. Could, yeah, and not just, yeah. you know, uh, give a good side eye or, you know, say something snarky to, to that bitch down the street. Right, <laughs> you know? yeah. Agreed. Yes, yes. Would either of you be on a reality show? And if so, what would you be on? I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'd never make it on Housewives because I would find too much entertainment in it and I would be boring. Like, I would just mm-hmm. be sitting there laughing. Just watching everyone. Yeah, and, and like, then they'd yeah. be like, you never contribute. Like, you just laugh. It's not helpful. <laughs> we have to cut you out of all of the scenes. <laughs> I think, legitimately, I could do Big Brother because it's not really that physical. It's not like Survivor. I'm not going in the wild for weeks. That's not happening. So Big I could... Brother's the one they just put everyone in a house, Yeah. Right? Okay. And then you get to go in the interview thing and just be talk shit about everyone that's exactly my ability yeah, yeah. that's exactly where i would shine they'd like me in the house they get home watch interviews and be like i thought you were <laughs> what about you Heath? um i don't uh i don't think i would be great on reality tv like yeah. something like survivor i know i'd be bad i'm i might be good tv but i would be a horrible person <laughs> on it because i would just be like sleeping on the ground with you know vermin oh, around God, me no. and like i would just be tired i would feel like shit i would be yeah. hungry i would you know yeah. want to drink yes <laughs> and i wouldn't be able to do any of those things and i would be i would be unappealing yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i i've gone on record with my hatred of games so really so many oh, yeah. shows are yeah. games and competitions mm-hmm, yeah. and i think that's why i don't really like watching them that's, because yeah. they're that there's that competition aspect so yeah okay so we're not going on you're maybe going on a reality yeah. show well and, and they're but, never going to cast me let's okay. be fair I'm not <laughs> going to ever pass the casting process <laughs> what do you think is involved in the cast well we know from our friend mm-hmm. there was multiple levels of like yes. interviews yeah. and like yeah and I know there's yeah. psychological testing and that kind of thing to make <laughs> sure so, that makes me laugh like thinking that probably someone's trying to game the system with the psychological right. thing like yeah. how crazy can I be that they can get me on there yeah. well and, I think they, they've they said in like Bachelor reveal books like producers that have written books that some of it too is they are looking to see how easily manipulatable you are like right. they have to have a certain number of contestants that they can get to do what they want so like yeah and they don't they don't want you to hurt anybody but they want you to be a lunatic yeah. right? <laughs> They're finding that sweet spot. A non-homicidal lunatic. Right. Okay. Okay. And I imagine they're looking for competitive people, too, that are going to edge that up all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, that... And just people that aren't going to get along with these other people that they've interviewed. You know, they don't want everyone to be friendly. Yeah. Because that's no fun. Yeah. Then they have to instigate way more. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all just, you know, I, I'm glad that I we brought in our expert because I would have nothing to say on this topic, really, <laughs> besides just, ugh. I agree with what you said, though, that my respect for a celebrity goes down if they cross over into being a reality star. Like, mm-hmm. something's gone astray for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is where we're at. Like. <laughs> like, when Denise Richards did Denise Richards colon, it's complicated. That oh. was like, oh, you were in a Bond movie. Yeah, you were a Bond girl. <laughs> yeah, and now you're, now you're doing this. Oh, no. So. Mm-hmm. 
Well, because this is sort of a special episode, we're mm-hmm. not doing our typical format of how many you know picks that we do and everything. Yeah. What we're going to do is each of us have picked a celebrity memoir that we're going to talk a little bit about, mm-hmm. um, or maybe a lot about, mm-hmm. depending on what Heath wants yeah. to do. So, and then my segment's only ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a shortened edition and a long extended <laughs> yeah, edition. Yeah, the, yes. the director's cut. The director's cut of Heath's discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, because, and we sort of talked about or touched on Real Housewives, the two of you are big fans of Real Housewives. I have never watched a show. So what I've done is created a quiz for the oh. two of you that we're going to take great joy in. Again, I'm not a big fan of games, but I'm a fan of leading the games. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is going to be great. for you to do yes. it. Participating games. Yes. Mm-hmm. You just need to be in charge. <laughs> So that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll start off. It, I I think it's kind of good that I'm starting off because I don't know if this is how you will feel if this is a celebrity or not. Like I, I've talked a little bit about um, some celebrity memoirs in the past, like Amy Poehler's book I've yes. read, a few musicians Great. that I've read. But I thought one that could count as celebrity was Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. And For her sure. memoir. All right. yeah. Did you guys read that one? I didn't read the book, but I saw the special on saw Netflix. The special. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my husband yes. read the book. Does yeah, that yeah, that counts. Okay. Yeah, in the family, <laughs> yeah. it read. Um, so yes, this was kind of the biggest event of 2018. Like she went on a huge book tour. Yes. She did that. I forgot about the documentary, mm-hmm. and now she's got something else out. And there's a podcast she started too. Mm-hmm. So she's everywhere. Mm-hmm. She should be. And in case I didn't specify it, it's Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Mm-hmm. I, I here just real quick. This yes. is how you know she's a celebrity. She wore one necklace at the Democratic National Convention, yeah. and they can't make them. Fast fast enough it's Seriously? sold out because it was the gold it said vote in gold letters oh yeah it's like apparently that she was, is a now celebrity. people just want it real bad that's so. a good point and she like all of the fashion she's worn mm-hmm. has become iconic mm-hmm. so yeah okay thank you for supporting mm-hmm. my celebrity I support choice. it 100 percent <laughs> um i think i really liked it particularly since it came in 2018 at a time that we were sort of desperate for some sanity mm-hmm. in the world right just and just hearing and speak in full senses yes <laughs> and can write well like yeah. you know yeah. yeah i think after two years of the current administration we were just we needed her real bad mm-hmm. and she delivered mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a real big book real thick book that really like kind of dug into um her upbringing her life before you know meeting barack her life with barack her life in the white house she revealed a lot of really kind of open stuff it was really mm-hmm. um i enjoyed that quite a bit um like i said she talks about growing up in the 1970s on the south side of chicago and how the demographics of her neighborhood was sort of directly changed by white flight to the suburbs and she's what one thing I really liked about it is she talked about how she was sort of like the the checklist achiever person. Like, if I go to this high school, that's great. And then if I go to this college, that's great. Mm. And then if I get this job and then I get this car, then I've made it. Which kind of reminded me of our American Dream episode. Yes. You know, like she was mm-hmm. checking off everything, especially knowing she was a black woman and she had to work harder for it. Yep. So, but then after checking all these things off, after going to Princeton, after going to law school, after joining this law firm in Chicago that was you know, super high profile after getting all the money in the car. Then she was like, well, shit, I don't like this isn't very fulfilling. Like, what do I do now? And it was then that she started getting involved a little bit more in the community. She met Barack and they they formed the the most perfect union Mm -hmm. that's ever (sighs) been known, I think. (laughs) Um, I think that the book sort of goes through all the highs and lows of being in politics. I like that she's always been very open about like, this is a shit show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't ever Mm -hmm. really want to be in this. But here I am, and I'm going to try and make it as, 
useful and powerful as I can. I like that she's always been a bit more cynical, um, especially compared to her husband, who's always been very hopeful mm-hmm. about politics. And she's like, seriously, this is not, mm-hmm. this is not happening. And I think that she was a great writer. Um, and like I, I said before, she's got her own podcast now. Um, and I, I think it's on Spotify, but it's also elsewhere um, where she's talking to people in her life. Like the first episode, she talked to her husband. The There's one episode where she talks to a few of her girlfriends just about, you know, over time, how things have changed. They're responding to the events of today. So it's a it's a really good listen. And it's soothing as hell hearing mm-hmm. her voice in my ear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't listened to it, so I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. So you guys read Becoming. Well, no, Michael read Becoming. Right. You read Becoming. No, I you didn't. Read okay. I did same as him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point, though. What did you think about the documentary? Because I, I watched that too. I thought it was. I mean, again, it was so. It was. I think you used the word soothing before, but it was yes. soothing to just mm-hmm. again be like, here's an adult who's interesting and doesn't mm-hmm. have to, doesn't have all the theatrics and all the sort of. Uh, just treating people poorly to sort of get other people to like them. Like you can just be a nice person who uh, (laughs) cares about other people and it's inspiring and it, you know, and people enjoy uh, seeing it and being part of it. And it's, you know, it makes you like, it makes you want to be a better person. Yes. You know, and uh, it was just, again, it was just a nice refreshing, uh, it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I think that's too, kind of why you were questioning at first about it being a celebrity because generally our view of celebrities is that there is like some jadedness or some inauthenticity that they have to keep up in order to keep whatever they have and that's what's so refreshing about her and especially in documentary but also just when she was in the white house is like there there isn't that feeling with her like i'm just me Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't think that politics is everything it should be Mm -hmm. you know and She's not. She's not keeping up an image. It's just. Yes. It's yes. just authentic. It's just who she is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I liked in that documentary. Didn't they talk to some of her mentees too? Like she's really big about mentoring mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, bring the new generation in. Um, in the podcast, she's talking about like how you know she's been working with young people and how much hope she has for them i'm still a cynic so in my head i'm listening i'm like yeah no they're not gonna save us what are you talking about come on i've met them (laughs) (laughs) they're not our saviors no no so that's michelle obama becoming Uh my celebrity memoir. that's a good choice thank you what's Uh, your celebrity memoir aaron well it's kind of weird because it's already been mentioned oh yeah but i brought lots of pants oh i thought you were gonna bring the shitty ones that you had read <laughs> i was tempted i was tempted but then that seemed against our whole sure. mission sure, so sure, i was sure. like no yeah. and i actually had a backup because i was afraid you were gonna pick this one too oh because mm-hmm. I, I was i thought of amy poehler too but we've already discussed yeah, we've already yeah. Talked about and her. amy schumer i loved her memoir yes. oh, yeah, discussed that one so um this was published in 2011 so mm-hmm. a while ago and if i could speak directly to tina fey because i know she's a big fan <laughs> Hi, Tina. Tina, <laughs> listen, we got your ear now. You need to write another one oh, so I can yeah. hear what's been going on since then. Yeah. Because there's so much more to fill in. There is. But as mentioned, this talks a lot about her time on 30 Rock, which she's also working on SNL. I pointed that out. That was one of my favorite parts. So she talks about the Sarah Palin part and how much criticism she got about portraying her and how frustrated she was that you know will ferrell was doing george w bush at the same time and got none of the same criticism that she did like how could you do this how could Mm -hmm. you portray this woman this way um which she thought was very funny especially in her career as a comedian that that's where someone really Mm -hmm. planted their flag like that's what we're going to be upset about but uh her the story itself or the memoir itself 
I like it for a memoir because you get a lot of information about her and a lot about her life, but there's also, she kind of worked it into some lessons. There's, it's almost like part business book, part female empowerment. Like there's, um, parts that she talks about how she kind of took over writer's rooms or how she became a leader on a show, um, by just speaking, you know, her voice and saying, no, this is really what I think is funny or Mm -hmm. this is really what I think should happen. Um, and you, you kind of get that impression of her anyway, that she doesn't just fall into like what someone wants her to be. Um, and there's some great stories about her life. Like I said, there's a story about um, her mom taking her to shop for her first bra and JCPenney's <laughs> and like making her try it on over her clothes. Oh, God. And, yeah. Yeah. and I thought some of the best stuff too was there was stuff in there about celebrities that I never would have guessed like she said Alec Baldwin was a great host on SNL which obviously she worked with him later on too but like Gwyneth Paltrow and Queen Latifah both have great ears for sketch comedy wow <laughs> I w- maybe Queen Latifah maybe Queen Latifah yeah Gwen- Gwyneth right. I mean that that's the goop? second time now <laughs> is goop a sketch comedy <laughs> yeah. are we being pumped <laughs> <laughs> oh, are the vaginal eggs just a great joke? Is it that could it? Be. Oh shit! Maybe that's it. It's a long running sketch. Uh, Tina, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> reach out. <laughs> yes, and that Ben Affleck was really good to work with. Huh? Again, that was pre two thousand eleven. He got a back tattoo since then, a real big one. Yeah, he so did. Maybe yeah. he's yeah. taking a and turn. Frequently in COVID, he's just walking around drinking Dunkin' Donuts for no reason. Oh, yeah, that's just like his claim to fame right now. Okay. Just lots of pictures of him. And he seems to be doing it on purpose now, like weekly being seen hmm. with a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Huh. <laughs> well, I wonder, you know, I said how if you're dancing with the stars, maybe your celebrity is downgraded. Is walking around with Dunkin' Donuts a, a celebrity downgrade, do you think? Well, America runs on Dunkin', so <laughs> if you don't like America, maybe it's a downgrade. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe if you're pandering specifically to paparazzi to get your picture out yeah. there during this time, I have that questions. Like, mm. what's up that over there? Yeah, what's going yeah. on over there? Yeah. But I think that's something to do with his girlfriend, who I'm not even sure what her name is. But Anna Diarmas? Yeah. Yeah, because they're calling yeah. her Banana or something, aren't they? The two of them together. Oh, no. Come on now. Banana? Is yes. she the one that was in... Was it Knives Out? Yes. Is that her? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So very pretty. And yes. very, very But she's talented. also drinking Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. oh. And sometimes oh. they're in masks Anna. and sometimes they aren't. Oh, You God. just never know. Okay. They should know. I don't know why. I'm sorry. That was a tangent. <laughs> bossy pants. I will say, um, I recently drove across the country for a vacation and we listened to the audio version of Bossy Pants on the way back. And if you have not, it's worth revisiting. Is it, it her? It, reading yeah, it? it's oh. Tina Fey reading it. And there's a lot of fun stuff that uh, she does well in the audio version that's, you know. She amps it up. It's oh, good. I yeah, need yeah. to listen to it. Now. And also, can we take a moment just to talk about the fact that you drove across country? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's pause. And, and yeah, back. we need a pause to discuss that. <laughs> so you drove to Palm Springs for a little vacation. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And how'd that go? It went better than I expected. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it That's went, a lot of driving. It is. So mm-hmm. It's about twenty-four hours on the road. So uh, in a car with your husband. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and it was. Uh, I will tell you this: um, If you ever find yourself in the Rocky Mountains in a oh. car with my husband, oh no, don't let him drive. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. just the idea of it makes me a little yeah. nauseous. Yeah. I never, I never felt unsafe, but he gets easily distracted by pretty rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and there were times where it was, it was like a seventy-five mile an hour speed limit, and we were going like fifty because oh, he's like looking around at all the Michael. mountains. And I was like, oh, you no. know what I. You don't want to like rush people through that, but at the same time, it's sure. like we need we need to go because I'm sick yeah. of being in a car. Oh god, <laughs> like, yeah. we need to oh. we need to keep this uh, train moving. Yeah, so I'm surprised. I mean, I guess you know, 
a cross country drive, you have to let him drive at some point. Yeah. But yeah, we we've gone on record with he's mm-hmm. not the greatest driver right. in the world. He's yet. not. Uh-huh. He's not. Uh-huh. Hmm. So, but otherwise, it was a. Uh, it was. I mean, I'm not ready to do it again okay. right now. Yeah. But it was. It was more fun than I than I thought. Oh, Tina Fey helped out a lot. Well, <laughs> yeah. thanks, Tina Fey. Good job, Tina Fey. Yeah. Tina yeah. Fey. Just gonna keep saying her name. Maybe the more we say it, she'll listen. Mm-hmm. Like we'll manifest it in yeah. the universe. Yeah. You know. She's like funny lady Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina. Oh yeah. 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 So. If you haven't, if you somehow missed this in 2011, I don't know what you're doing. Now you got a great rec also mm-hmm. to listen to it on audio. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yep. Yeah. And it's a great tie into Heath's pick because apparently she just interviewed her. She did. Yeah. On uh, on Billboard.com, she did just interview uh, uh, Mariah Carey, which is my, my pick for the celebrity memoir of the century. Is it too early? <laughs> <laughs> is it too early? <laughs> I was going to say two things. One... <laughs> We have known Heath a while. We've known that his love for Mariah, would you say it's, um, are there any bounds to your love for Mariah? I would Mariah? call it boundless. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, can she do any wrong, do you think? She's she's an imperfect human and she can make oh, mistakes for okay. sure, but okay. I don't I don't think she is a, uh, I don't think she has a, uh, tries to do crummy things. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yes. I mean, obviously everyone's got, you know, stumbles and, you know, sure. yeah, that kind of thing. But I don't feel like she is, goes out, out of her way. She's not Mel Gibson. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> She's not just an asshole. <laughs> well, you have brought the book. It looks like a hefty book. It, it is. It's, I see there's a picture section. Yes, there is. Yeah, there's good pictures mm-hmm. in That's it. That's important. Mm-hmm. 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 I think when uh, I read it, I knew that she didn't have like the, um, smoothest childhood but i did not know that kind of to the extent that really? like they lived in 13 different houses oh uh goodness. it was just her and her mother and a lot of these and i didn't know that her uh she has two older siblings and that her older brother and her father used to physically fight a lot oh, and goodness. that her older siblings are a little bit older than her and kind of were out of the house but like got into the wrong kind of stuff and her sister you know got into drugs and prostitution and she currently has she has hiv oh no uh, so it's kind of I mean, it was it was a dark stuff and mm-hmm. it was uh um yeah it's just i uh, she talks a lot too about just growing up biracial um and at the when she said when she was a young like she thought all the chaos in her house was because her family was biracial because there was that lack of unity oh. and she didn't really find out until she was an adult that that those were just two separate things. It was just two people that, you know, her parents were just people that didn't get along and sort of, you know, didn't mm. do a lot to sort of eliminate the chaos from the house. Yeah. And they just happened to also be a biracial family. So that was that was interesting stuff. But probably I think what people would be most surprised about is, is when she was one of the biggest pop stars in the world, like she was not allowed to like go get French fries. Like, there was a story in here of, like, she'd left the compound that her husband had built for them. The compound? Right. There was security everywhere, and she left with DeBrat, noted female rapper, DeBrat, <laughs> to go to Burger King to get uh-huh. french fries. Uh-huh. And, like, there was, like, a security, like, I mean, dozens of security people were, like, looking all over for her and couldn't find her. And she was gone for all of, like, 20 minutes. Like, people just oh, no. became unhinged because her husband was kept such a tight leash on her and to throw back to housewives while she was getting french fries candy burris who was in the group escape in the 90s was at her house to record the remix <gasps> to always be my baby so it's a real full circle moment Whoa! here. <laughs> wow yeah but also okay so 
that husband was he sort of a producer? Or yeah, it was like Tommy Mottola. He was the president yes. of Stony Records at the time. Her record, her record okay. label. So he was con- sort of her kind of her boss, but also her husband. Right, but he's also like twenty three years older than her too. It was oh. sort of a weird. Was it sort of a controlling kind of? Yeah, and okay. she um, she talked too like. He was controlling before they got married. She thought maybe if we get married, he'll like like loosen the grip a little bit. Oh, just no. thinking, you know, since we're legally bound to each other, maybe he'll like let me have a little more we freedom. Have French fries, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all she wanted. She's like, I'll marry you if I can get my own French fries. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's relatable. If uh-huh. anything is relatable, that's, that's relatable. very relatable. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, and obviously that's not the way it worked out. And you know, yeah. I mean, I think at the time she was twenty three, maybe when they got married. So yeah. it's, you know, you're not really. A 23-year-old would, would think that, you know. Yeah. Old people like us would be like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah. he's not going <laughs> to... He's not, not going to change, Not going to get yeah. better. No. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Yep. So there was that. And also, uh, her mother had her arrested in 2001. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because sort of what? as the lead up to Glitter, we all recall, like, when she was on TRL oh. and she kind of, you know, the stunt <gasps> went poorly. Yes. Yeah. In the like day- the ice cream thing or something, yeah. right? Okay. In the days uh, after that... You know, her new record label was putting pressure on her to make another video. And she was like, well, I don't need to make another video for this other song. Just use the, the footage from the movie. And, uh, you know, and she went like six days without sleeping. She'd barely eaten anything. She was just kind of coming unraveled. And she was at her mother's house, which, you know, Mariah Carey paid for. Mm-hmm. And her brother was there, and there was some sort of family argument, and the the police were called, and the police arrested Mariah Carey because her mother was mad at her, and it was her mother's house, and her mother was like, you know, she's the problem. So, oh you know, my God. in 2001, again, she's one of the biggest pop stars yeah. in the world, and she gets arrested and taken to this mental health institution. Oh my gosh. For several days where she kind of tried to sort of get some rest and sort of pull it back together, and... And then they flew her to Los Angeles, and she was in a facility there on 9-11. Oh, my when, God. When that all happened, and 9-11 was the day the Glitter soundtrack came out. And your birthday. <laughs> and my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just sort of, it was like crazy. Just crazy. Yeah. That, you know, all this was happening, and like, you know, nobody knew anything about it. I don't even remember. Was, did that make the news that she got arrested? Or did they not that, manage I had to never that? heard that she'd gotten arrested. Okay, I yeah. knew that she kind of had, you know, she had that kind of breakdown, and she was uh, seeking help. You know, mm-hmm. and at the time, I think they call it exhaustion, which is sort of what all oh, celebrities call it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but there was there's fun stuff in it too. Like uh, uh, she talked about um, being on Divas Live on VH1, and <laughs> oh, yeah. at, the, at the end with all the singers, and she kind of she didn't name Celine Dion, but she was like, I could not believe Celine Dion was trying to compete with Aretha Franklin and sort of have this oh, sing off oh, in front of people. And she's like, you know, when it's Aretha Franklin, you just sort of step back and let her do her thing. And it was some some fun uh, uh, fun stories like that where she kind of talks about different uh, uh, celebrity encounters she's mm-hmm. had in her life. Oh, so she's wow, kind of, yeah. great. Yeah, are yeah, are there like you know a lot of Mar- about Mariah Carey? Sure. Were there things that surprised you? You talked about some of like the growing up stories mm-hmm. and things like that. But... I didn't know that. I knew that she had briefly dated Derek Jeter, but I didn't know that it was sort of like that was kind of the thing that kind of. Set her free a little bit from her marriage oh. was like there's this possibility for me to be happy. So that was kind of the thing that kind of pushed her into. Wow. Um, um, yeah, and they didn't date for a long time. But she said the thing about it that was so interesting to her was that his family was of you know mixed race also, mm-hmm. and that's when she figured out like oh my family wasn't chaotic because they were of oh. mixed race. They were just um, didn't get along. You yeah. know they were just uh, it wasn't the right fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. So. 
How is she with her family now? Is she are they estranged? Or she, uh, she, along with them? she doesn't speak to her siblings, and I think she has sort of a, a little bit of a fractured relationship with her mother. Like she still yeah. supports her mother financially, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, yeah, there's some, okay. yeah. As a, like you yeah. could imagine, yeah, it's hard to come back from an arrest. I would think. I would think so. I would think that would, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And how old are her kids now? I think they are nine. Wow. Yeah, and she's done. A, she's done a good job with her ex-husband Nick Cannon. Like they have a good relationship, and the That's kids, do, you know, the kids have a stable, safe home. You That's know, good. she's kind of got out of her way to give them what she didn't have yeah. which is nice it's always nice to me to see someone kind of break the cycle you know That's yes nice. absolutely yeah. and to know that there was a cycle to break right. like you don't see that so often with mm-hmm. celebrities or just any anyone really mm-hmm. but uh question for you heath yeah why why do you think you love mariah <laughs> the way that you love her i'm just curious i think i've asked you this over the years but i i just want to know what your thoughts i am um, one of the Reasons, I think, and I don't even know if this is the whole thing. I don't even know if I, like, am at a point in my life where I can wrap my head around why I love her. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I can verbalize it. That's amazing. Maybe, yes. By the time, you know, like, you're 75, you'll right. be like, I get it. I uh-huh. finally get it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, on her first album, I think uh, there's a song called Someday, and there's sort of this bridge in it where she sort of is telling somebody off and kind of a real pretty sassy way uh-huh. and as like a 15 year old or a 16 year old that song came out it was just like yes, yes. <laughs> you don't have to put up with that shit tell him off you'll find somebody better and just you know and I just appreciate I mean I think she's really talented I think she's funny I, yes. I don't think people understand how funny she is I think mm. she's a legitimately funny person um, and you know she's just kind of fabulous and I kind of been drawn to her drawn to that Mm -hmm. and you know i mean she's stumbled and she's fallen she picks herself back up you know you damn right she does yeah yeah Yeah. well i don't think we mentioned that this book the title is the meaning of mariah carey and that it just came out came out like on the 29th and you had it read by the 30th there is no 31st in september by like the beginning of october okay well i waited it came out yeah it came out on a tuesday and i ordered off amazon in advance and it they it got delayed by a day because of the post office and you know Oh. Really trying to <laughs> trying to fight the good fight for your post office. <laughs> don't do this shit to me anymore. <laughs> right. So it didn't show up till Wednesday, and then oh, I, no. I uh, waited till the weekend to read it on purpose because I was just like, if I start reading at like seven o'clock at night, oh, like I'm yeah. not gonna. Get oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. And it was also you know I knew the sooner I started it, the sooner I'd be done with it, and I kind of didn't want to be done with it. So, I, it. so again, mm-hmm. I waited a few days and just kind of carried it around the house, and you know. Mm-hmm. If Michael would set something on it, I'd be like, don't, don't Oh, my you do God, that. no. Michael. Take your keys off that yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Did the cats try and get on it at all? Did they try no. to, uh, you know, get some of no. Mariah by osmosis? No? Okay. No, they... Did you eat near it? Um, No. Okay. No. I guess I, I, we were within 10 feet of it, if that's what you mean by near. No, I'm like, yeah. like I'll eat with the book open. <laughs> it's across the room. Mama. I was in the same room yeah. and there was food, but it was right. not. <laughs> well, I know that you said that you have not written in it, even though there are passages, because, right. yeah, which I have a lot of respect yeah. for, because there are certain sure. books that, yeah, I like to keep pristine. Yeah. Were any of the photos new photos, or had you seen most of those? Um, no, I hadn't seen most of them. A lot of them were, okay. I think, just family photos of, like, you know, people that she mentions, and, like, this This is the grandma, or this is, you know, uh, uh, her father, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. there, was a, there was a lot of adjectives. 
Oh. It was a lot of a lot of it was flowery language, oh, which kind of I think kind of fits her fits okay. her persona. Which is interesting because you say that she very much admits there's a ghostwriter uh-huh. involved. Yep. So that ghostwriter must have really tried to take on her style in mm-hmm. a way, which is a talent in and of itself. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Um, Heath, will you describe your reaction to seeing Mariah live? Oh, the times that you've seen her live. Um, probably. I don't know. It, because then I, I'm going to describe Michael's okay. reaction that he described to me. Okay. Okay. Every it's I've seen her four times. Yep. And so times and every time is you know of equally important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love one more than the other. <laughs> yeah. And the first the first time was in Chicago at the United Center. We were oh, pretty far away, yeah. but still it was you know that was the first time I'd ever seen her in, in concert. And that was also on my birthday. Oh um, my gosh. So that was a pretty big deal. How old were you then? Um. It was, I was 31. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it was on the fifth anniversary of 9-11. It was on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. that was good. That, that was mentioned. But yeah, it was, it was fun to sort of, and I, uh, I've told Michael this when he like rolls his eyes at me being excited. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. buddy, you're, you're not on your home turf anymore. <laughs> you're on my turf and these people will come and back me up. Yeah, they, <laughs> will, they will come at you. Yeah, if, if you want to scoff at being a Mariah fan, this is not the place to do it. This is not a safe space for you. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, but it is, I mean, there's something, uh, uh, really cool about being just in this, you know, a room full of other people who all sort of have the same opinion on a certain topic as you, mm-hmm. you know, and you're sort of all there for the same reason. And, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, if you go to, you know, uh, a, a watch a football team that you love and you're in the, you're in the, in the crowd, in the stands yeah. with the crowd and everyone's cheering for the same yeah. thing. It's sort of that kind of, mm-hmm. it's electric. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I will describe, Michael has described to me the times that you've gone to Vegas Mm -hmm. and watched Mariah, and he says that Heath, the entire time, it almost sounds like you at a movie, like, just grabs Michael, (laughs) like, "Ah!" and is just, like, screaming, like, giddily, and just beyond him. He said, I've never seen Heath that happy in my entire Mm -hmm. life. Oh. So it's kind of sweet in that way. I love that you're more discerning than I am, too, because I do that about movies I don't even like. (laughs) And I've never um, seen you see her, but I did see you watch her at New Year's Eve. Oh, yes. At my house. Um, There was the the year that it didn't go right. Right. And then the second year, you were so amped up all night long, Mm -hmm. nervous for Mariah (laughs) Uh to perform. Uh And like, we couldn't really talk to you because you were just so like, oh, God. Just really, I just really want her to do well. Right. <laughs> and then when it came on, you were sitting right in front of the TV like a child uh-huh. and just the smile. I'll try and find the picture for you because it's something. It's really beautiful. Oh. And it just looked over and like, oh, he's in his happy place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was very, you know, I mean, again, she fell down the year before and she got herself back <laughs> up and I was happy for her and. Mm-hmm. Um, another one more fun moment that I'll relate that's Mariah related mm-hmm. and you um, when we went to uh, a small town in Iowa and we went to a bar uh-huh. and as we left the bar realizing that it was a terrible bar mm-hmm. and so many terrible people mm-hmm. you went to the jukebox and played All I Want for Christmas is You 12 times mm-hmm. and then we left while it was playing the first time <laughs> and it was like mid-October yes it was I mean, it wasn't Christmas. No, 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 no. 
I was like, we're, just like, we're gay bombing this bar. Uh-huh. That's amazing. And it's wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's actually a really great calling card uh-huh. that you should take a lot of places, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like they're still talking about that in Hampton. I think they <laughs> Yes. <laughs> There was a lot of weird things that happened mm-hmm. that weekend. That wasn't the weirdest thing, but it was that one was that was memorable. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, anything else about the book? Do you think um, readers should know before they engage in it? No, I just I think it's I think it is worth your time. I knew I, I have not read the audio or listened to the audio version yet, but she reads the audio version, oh. and apparently there's some some uh, treasures and treats in there for uh, for fans too. If you want to uh, check that out. Do you think that someone that's not a diehard fan would still like the book? Um, I think anyone who uh, is aware of her and sort of even as a passing fan yeah. would be interested to just kind of learn about all the stuff she went through. Yeah. You know, okay. and the, probably yeah. the first 20 years of her, 20, 15, 20 years of her career. Yeah. So. And you're right. She's been such an enormous force in yeah. pop culture for mm-hmm. the last 30 years mm-hmm. that... Yeah, I would imagine. Who doesn't that. remember? I mean, who doesn't yeah, remember so many of yeah. these moments? Yeah, exactly. Or have yeah. some yeah. idea of Mariah Carey. Yeah, and her her ex husband seems like a real dirtbag. Really, <laughs> Tommy Mottola. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hasn't like that a... kind of always been like the low key thing about him was that he was kind of a dirtbag, but nobody wanted to say it because he was yeah. so think, had so much power. Right. Yeah, I think uh, he had so much influence. People were reluctant to say so because they would uh, certainly pay the price. Well, and it sounds kind of like he was almost grooming her to be his wife or something. Yeah, which is gross because like it's I think when gross. they met, I think she was eighteen or nineteen, and oh, it was just no. sort of like, mm-hmm. 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 and he That's made not... a compound. <laughs> with no french fries so <laughs> terrible design i forgot about the word compound that yeah. was yeah that was something she called it in the book she she, she called it sing sing like oh, because you know prison. she right yeah. at the prison and also like that's where you know he basically was like we'll just sing you know oh sort of a, yeah. that's a that's whole a genius comparison but also terrible and i think it uh Two, they live in two houses in upstate New York. One of them was destroyed by a fire, and one by a tornado. And I, I don't remember which one was which, <laughs> but oh apparently God. they've both been destroyed. So, so even nature was like, this dirtbag yeah. has to go. Right, yeah. 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 Well, thank you for bringing yeah. your you. profound expertise on Mariah Carey <laughs> mm-hmm. to the podcast. Uh-huh. And now what I'd like to do is quiz you on your Real Housewives knowledge. <laughs> Because you have both gone on record about how much you love this. And since we're thinking celebrity, we're wondering, you know, the boundaries between mm-hmm. celebrity and reality. thought this would be good. But first, I just want to have an open question to you guys. Mm-hmm. Why do you love The Real Housewives? As someone who's never watched it, mm-hmm. convince a noob like me to watch it. I feel like that's hard because I think you're either a housewives person or you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if convincing, if it's a convincing thing. Okay. Like, it's a... You just really either are the type of person that appreciates a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Even when it's hard to watch and you know you shouldn't be and people are being exploited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're still kind of in. And maybe that's it, too. Like, the housewives, I don't feel as guilty because, like, they willingly want to exploit themselves. Like, this is what they're about. And you're kind of watching it unfold. Hmm. That's a good Mm -hmm. point. What do you think? I think... What I what I love about it is the genius of, and maybe genius isn't the right word, but just the producers that can sort of turn the smallest comment into a season-long argument. You know, oh. just, you know, someone just gives somebody the wrong look or doesn't compliment their bag, and it turns into this whole argument that'll last 15 episodes, oh you know? And that, I think, that'll turn into, like, a you're jealous of my wealth, and you've never had a bag like that, not just like uh-huh. a... 
You didn't. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. you're right. That's a talent. And I do. It's, and I've said this to my husband a lot, too. Like, being a housewife is a skill <laughs> that not everybody has. It's maybe not the most useful skill. Like, if you have <laughs> nurses, you're okay. Uh-huh. You don't have to worry that someone's going to take your job. But, like, yeah. you're, okay. people are good on this show or they're not, you know. And, okay. and you can't, you know, you have to be able to have an argument with someone but not come off like too big of an asshole uh-huh. you know you have to be able to sort of mix it up a little bit but still be appealing and to, to you someone to, and you have to be someone. enough of a character that you're going right. to draw a certain group in because there's okay. definite like right. fans for different housewives mm-hmm. and there are people that have been shitty housewives like for they're sure. terrible at it yeah and so what happens to them? Do they just sort of get booted? Really? Yeah, okay. They'll, they'll get replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you can't come on and just sort of sit there and watch everything go on. You got to be able to be involved okay. in it somehow. Because if you're not going to be involved, and they, you know, they don't want you there. But you also so. can't be too far that yeah. you're either pr- pissing off producers or doing things that they can't somehow explain into housewives' right. behavior. Because right. mm-hmm. then that's too far, too. So yeah. there, it's right. It's a skill. That's mm-hmm. a fine... If you, yeah, if you piss line. everybody else in the cast off, then you're kind of on an island by yourself. Oh. You can't film. People won't film with you. Yeah. You know, you've got to kind of uh, hedge your bets. Well, and you told me lately there's been sort of a interesting... like There's a Trump fan, right, that's a housewife, and there's been a lot of weird tension or something. like. Well, the reunion, the New York... Did you watch the latest New York mm-hmm. reunion with Ramona? And she, mm-hmm. they were talking about how she was at a Trump fundraiser. And she didn't really want to, like, come out and say it. But that's been, like, an underlying theme with her since before he even got elected the first time. Like, she's always been low-key. Like, mm-hmm. huh. yeah, probably sort of definitely. Like... I mean, she was at a fund, like a selective fundraising party for him. Right. So. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so you go if you're not a deal. fan. Right. Okay. But I think she's also a character on the show that is like she knows she's never going to be the the main yes. cast member. She's always oh. sort of she's been able to maintain this sort of area off to the side where she can have arguments with lots of people. Yes, but you know she mixes it up and keeps the show interesting. But no one no one's tuning in just for her. No, yeah. Mm, no. So okay. she okay. she's she knows her uh, her role on the show. Okay. But what's also interesting about Ramona, she's like seventy one. Yes. She is much older than most of the other people on I this show. I think I've seen pictures of her. She's got blonde or yeah. grayish, yeah. maybe, hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she she's blonde, yeah. She did not long, yeah, blonde hair. Yeah, it's like, oh no, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Well, and the best thing about her is her, like, morphing. I will say, I will give her, I'm not a Ramona fan, but I'll give her credit that or the whole first few seasons of her life where the storyline, like, your husband's cheating on you. Yep. No one wants to tell you to your face, <laughs> oh, but every oh. sign is pointing to it, and then all of a sudden they just got a divorce. Uh-huh. Oh, and then no. the next season, she was finally able to be like, yeah, he was definitely cheating on me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's recent. So yeah. she, hang, she hung on to that and kept herself relevant for quite some time. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a good uh, basis to start from now. I've developed some multiple choice questions. And as I told you before recording, I did this by actually taking some quizzes online, to which I did very poorly. One of the quizzes, I got five out of 20 just from straight guessing. And they literally at the end asked me, do you watch the show? And to which I had to say, no, no, yeah. I don't. So. But you felt validated, right? I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the quiz sees you. The quiz saw you. <laughs> it saw me, for sure. All right. So, like I said, these are multiple choice So let me go through all the choices before you give your answer. Which of these housewives did not have a singing career? Luann DeLesseps, Giselle Bryant, Sherry Whitfield, Gretchen Rossi. 
did not have I a singing career. I think it's Giselle. That's what I was going to say. It was Giselle Bryant. You are both correct. Oh, I think it's Cherie Whitfield. If we want to be, you know. Oh yeah, she by Cherie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god. She had a fashion line called She by Sheree, and then oh, one of the no. infamous early episodes of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, she had this fashion show, and there were no fashions. No. They were just, they didn't get finished in time, so they were just sketches that she put out, and people came and looked, and it was just like... Oh my god! Book-related, she's also the one that wrote, she wrote a fiction book about Atlanta, but it was actually supposedly like an outing of all these people's husbands that were having affairs. Oh, my God. Oh, right, yeah. I don't remember what the book was called, but that was a thing. And then she wasn't on the show after that season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, this one I think I even knew the answer to, because mm. I think you had mentioned it. Which prosthetic part <laughs> did Aviva Drescher throw on Roni? Arm, eye, leg, or foot? Leg. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think you mentioned that on I, an episode. I did. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was so that, outrageous. Yeah, and that scene was, I mean, she had planned that several days in advance. <laughs> you could see the way, it, <laughs> the way it played out. She was yeah. like, the only fake thing about me is this. Yeah. <laughs> she had to. She already had it unstrapped right. and everything. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah you yeah, had yeah. to. You couldn't. Uh-huh. And they asked her about that at the reunion, and you could tell. She was like, well, you know, I uh-huh. just thought I would make a point. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. All right. What was almost the name of the Real Housewives of Orange County? Was it OGs of the OC, Rich Women Fight, <laughs> Behind the Gates, The Housewives? I think it was Behind the That's Gates. That's what I was going to say. It was Behind the Gates. You both are wrong. It is Rich Women Fight. Oh. <laughs> it was not. Are you serious? I thought mm-hmm. that was the fake one for sure. I did mm-hmm. read when uh, Desperate Housewives, their, their last season, I read an article and basically they, they said, Andy Cohen was quoted and was like, I would... I bet they wish they would have copywritten Desperate Housewives because that's where they got the name for Real Housewives because Desperate Housewives was so popular for a while. Oh, that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. All right. Which? That's crazy. (laughs) I would also watch that show. Changed my viewing. I just, right, yeah. To be that on the nose seems a little. I mean, know. I might have even watched that. Rich women fight. Yeah. Uh, which famous actor did Carol Radziwell date? Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, George Clooney, or Johnny Depp? George Clooney. Wasn't I think it? it was Clooney. Yeah. You're right. Good for you, whoever you are, Carol Radziwell. Well, and she was married to like a Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. she was. Oh wow. She's an author too. Yeah, an she actual is. author. Like a like a legit. Mm-hmm. Not, well, yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. And she left the show after Trump won because she couldn't stand to be around. Really, the people that were support. Yeah. Oh, okay. I support her then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which clause is not in the housewives' contracts? Mm. They can't seek public office within twelve months of leaving the show. They must change their appearance at the discretion of the show's producers. They can't sue another housewife. They can't discuss their salary with other cast members. So which clause is not in the housewives' contract? I would say the public office. I would say public office, too. It's actually they can't discuss their salary. That clause isn't in there. Is not in they the They can't contract. sue other castmates? Because they do. Well, apparently that's in the contract. Wow. Contract breakers. Jeez. <laughs> Don't they? Yeah. I mean, Denise Richards. Well, I think she said a cease and desist. Okay, so that's maybe that, yeah, that's fair, yeah. yeah. But okay. she did try to get the producers to take out all the salacious stuff from her last season. It's yeah. like, 
you think you're gonna beat a reality show producer <laughs> like yeah. at this game of, like tricking them into take out taking out all the good stuff like, that was a really weird moment too because that's never in the middle of a dinner she just said i'm done bravo bravo and apparently yelling bravo is like <laughs> saying there's a fire like she thought that was it that that was like the end of the whole thing wow and all the castmates are like what, is, I don't, what does that do does that stop things yeah they yeah but in uh, to throw it back to Tina Fey's book, there's a story in there when she took went on a cruise with her husband and the ship caught fire and they got on the thing and they said, bravo, bravo, bravo. And she was relaying this story back to a friend and he's like, how many times did they say bravo? Because apparently four times is bye. This this is going down and you're all going to die. Oh my <laughs> and they said it three times. So it's, uh, yeah. So. That's funny. Whoa. I didn't even realize that. By the way, we didn't uh, connect the Tina Fey and Mariah Carey interview. So Tina Fey interviewed Mariah Carey recently yeah. Uh, about yeah, Mean think, Girls? Uh, about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, Mariah Carey's a big fan of Mean Girls. So <laughs> Tina Fey uh, quizzed her on uh, trivia for Mean Girls, and she got a perfect score. Oh, my god! And she was telling Tina Fey things that Tina Fey didn't remember. <gasps> so... Wow. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty validating uh, that Mariah Carey is yeah. a big fan. Mm-hmm. Also, that reminds me of when he was, or when she was on Billy Eichner. Oh yes, that, that was, was a glorious that was. social mm-hmm. media moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she she sent out copies of this book to you know sort of influencers and her mm-hmm. famous friends and stuff like that, she included the book and a box of Kleenex, you know, for the sad parts. <laughs> and Billy Eichner, you know, they're supposed to record themselves opening it, and he gets the box of Kleenexes, and he's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to use this for when I cry or to use it use it to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Either one. Yeah. And she went and she reshared it on, on her Instagram story. So she, she said she thought it was funny. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I love that they've connected. Uh-huh. Like, I want them to do something together now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Back to housewives. Mm. Okay. Which housewife has not been arrested? Melissa Gorga, Nene Leakes, Tinsley Mortimer, Kelly Dodd. Not been arrested. Melissa Gorga, isn't it? I would say Melissa, yeah. I know. Correct. I knew Tinsley and uh, Nini had been, but I didn't know. Kelly Dodd was in. Yeah, I can't remember what. It was after she went off the season, I think, because she spun out real weird. And yeah. Then, yeah. Hmm. I, can, I can see her, like, trespassing on an ex husband's property. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100%. Why haven't they done that to, like, have a plot point on the show? Like, trespassing on a. That'd be pretty good TV. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rich women trespass. I would also watch that show. <laughs> well, that's like essentially what Tinsley Mortimer got arrested for too. Yeah. It was pre-show, but she right. was like stalking her, her ex-husband. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. you can get that just by watching. Yeah. <laughs> get that vibe. Who was the first housewife to throw a glass of wine at someone? Oh. Was it Teresa? How do you say her last name? It's hotly contested. Oh, okay, <laughs> that one. Yeah. Okay, um, Dorinda Medley. Tamara Judge, Vicky Gunvalson. I think it was Tamara. I think it was Tamara. You're correct. Yeah. Next one. Who paid to get onto the show? Was it Faye Resnick, Kim Zolciak, Marlo Hampton, Slade Smiley? Oh, man. I want to say Slade because that seems like his kind of behavior. Yeah. I would guess Slade. Yeah. Yeah. Slade it, is a guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Slade. So I who, was almost in the in the uh, Kim's. I could believe that one too. So, who is Slade Smiley, and why did he pay to get on the show? He he dated one housewife like in the early seasons of OC, and then oh. she ended up leaving, and then he started like dating another one. Yeah, they so, got married. Yeah, it's yeah. very weird. 
Interesting. But there's so he been paid a lot to of. Get on. I think I do remember hearing something like he paid to get his girlfriend at the time, like to oh. have both of them on, because she was, that was one of the first ones that wasn't married, but was a real housewife. Oh, right, yeah. And that was if now that's not apparently a requirement yeah. at all. Yeah. So. Oh, really? So they don't have to be married? No, most. I think the last season of New York, none of them were married. Yeah. Or barely any of them are in even in relationships. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. The term housewife is real, real fluid Very, these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which hit single did Candy not help write? Candy with a K. Mm-hmm. Bills, 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 No Scrubs, There You Go, Waterfalls. So which one of those did she not help write? Like it was Bills, Bills, Bills. I would guess Waterfalls. You are correct. Oh, I was way off. Mm. I'm not familiar with There You Go. Yeah, I didn't recognize that song. Yeah. Again, we're changing the definition of hit here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> true, reflexing, true, true, true. Reflexing. Yeah. I was so tickled by this one. Um, oh. uh, finish this sentence. Prostitution whore. You were fucking engaged. Blank. 17 times, times, 18 times, 19 times, or 20 times? 19 times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was very impressive to me, uh, and I wanted to know who who was engaged nineteen uh, times. Uh, Danielle Staub. Wow, prostitution whore. Oh, she wasn't even really. <laughs> she was like a full housewife on that season. I think that was the first season. I think she was the first <laughs> okay. season. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that she flips the table. Well, Teresa flipped the that. table. Teresa yeah, flips Teresa. the table as she's saying oh. that to Danielle. Yeah, yeah. prostitution whore. Yeah, wow. at a family dinner, they right. all came out for a family dinner at an Italian restaurant. Also, can mm-hmm. we just start using that regularly? Mm-hmm. Prostitution whore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I say that. that like when I stub my toe, I'm just like prostitution whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not saying that to your cats, are you? No, you're not just, calling you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg a prostitution no, whore. Okay, no, good. Yeah, no. we neglected to mention that Heath has two cats: yes. one Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yes. Have you told Ruth Bader Ginsburg that her namesake has died? She, I did. Discuss it with her, and okay. I said, "You, the mantle's yours, and you have to carry it." Yeah. We need her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Need yeah, her. yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That was the end of the multiple choice. But hang on, there's more. Don't oh, worry. okay. All right. I want you to guess the housewife by their tagline. Oh gosh, I've got a few of these. Some of these are weird. Okay. Tagline number one: I age like a fine wine, and now I'm ready to chill. I think that's uh, Ramona. I, I, no. Maybe Vicki Gumbelson? Cynthia Bailey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I always okay. forget about Cynthia. I do too. She has the, the <laughs> Bailey wine cellar. <laughs> this was one, this was like a, a quiz of like 20 of these. And yeah, this wow. was impressive. Yeah. These days, I don't throw punches, I roll with them. Teresa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm the baddest thing walking and the smart. Wait, hold on. I forgot to emphasize a word. I'm the baddest thing walking and the smartest one talking. Oh, God, I can... I is that, that's got a, is that Giselle? Yes. Giselle. Yeah, it yep. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm bilingual, but I don't speak BS. <laughs> I mean, I remember hearing these, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's got to be somebody from the OC. Uh-huh. Tamara. Carrie Brittingham. Carrie Brittingham. Was she... I, See, was she that one that was on OC for like one season? She could have been. That got kicked off because mm. she doesn't accept her brother or something. 
Hmm. Again, this is me not knowing any of these yeah. names, so I was just picking the ones that no, I No, that's <laughs> All right. Yeah. Last one. You can stab me in the back, but whilst you're there, kiss my ass. Lisa Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's one of the ones that got a spinoff, right? Like, I've heard of Vanderpump yes. Rules. Okay. Yes, yeah. But that's not... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I think Vanderpump Rules is basically the Real Housewives for men. Yeah. Because a lot of the characters are also men, and oh. they're young, and they drink too much, and they like attractive mm-hmm. women. And so it's sort of, oh. the, the concept is the same. It's just a little bit different characters. But I, I think see. it's okay. sort of, mm-hmm. that was the one that like made it okay for men to watch shows on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, because, yeah, Mike decided he liked that one. He watched Vanderpump Rules way <laughs> before it got in. I'm like, yeah, that's... <laughs> Right. Ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like, okay. So it gave straight guys an excuse I guess. to watch that. Yeah. Okay, great. Because I guess you need that. I, don't I know. guess so. Yeah. I mean, just own it. That's what I say. Exactly. <laughs> it's great TV. I mean. Um, so final item is an open discussion where I ask you to defend your wife. I want you to choose your favorite season and your favorite wife. And I know we talked about this briefly beforehand that you guys have had a lot of trouble mm-hmm. narrowing it down mm-hmm. to a favorite season and a favorite wife. Uh-huh. But where are you at in your headspace at this moment? I think my favorite wife right now is probably Lisa Rinna on The oh. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because yeah. I think she just gets it. She gets what her job is. Okay. She understands <laughs> it as a job and mm-hmm. she understands what she's supposed to do to sort of mm-hmm. uh, make things work. Mm-hmm. I think she, I think she understands it, and she's she's pretty funny, and she's you know she's energetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she refers to her husband by his full name all the time, Harry Hamlin. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> she does. Uh-huh. That's true. God, that's yeah. a good choice. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm struggling. Yeah, because some of my favorites aren't on anymore. Like who oh. I really were like a big fan of that actually got fired. I loved Vicky Gumbelson only for the ridiculous factor, like mm-hmm. not as like. A, like, oh, I really like her as a person. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculousness. <laughs> She's not on anymore. Um, she was on o- Orange County. Okay. Um, gosh, I got to say that, oh, man, I don't know. That is so tough. It's mm-hmm. always, what always sticks with me is the season that's on now. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm, that's where I'm getting caught up. Well, so in the season that's in right now, who's your mm-hmm. favorite? Well, Potomac is still going right now. And I would say that I... Giselle Bryan's ridiculous, but I enjoy the ridiculousness that she brings. A um, lot of double standard there. That's oh, terrific. And I okay. think I, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that and say there's a little bit of her understanding sort of what she's supposed to be mm-hmm. and being extra dramatic. Now, it seems really extra on Potomac because I don't think the rest of them have gotten that memo yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so uh-huh. her, she's really, really out there. My all-time favorite season, no matter who's on it, though, is Jersey. I always, I love New Jersey. <laughs> Why? Why do you like Jersey? Because it brings you thing like prostitution whore. You that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's always like there's something about that one that you always feel like you don't really know everything. Like there's something mm-hmm. you're all not saying. It might be the mob. We don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. There's always like this underlying kind of mafia tension that no one really wants to address. And they're all mm-hmm. like related somehow. They all yeah. got on the show and they're related. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That's mm-hmm. real weird. It's but strange. It's, and they live in the most ridiculous houses for their areas. Mm-hmm. Would you say that Beverly Hills is your favorite? I think city? Beverly Hills is my favorite. I mm. think probably because way back to the, I think they just finished the 10th season. Uh-huh. And in the first season, they had a scene at 
Camille Grammer's house. They had a dinner party. Oh. <laughs> at the time, at the time, Camille was still married to Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Who, while filming was happening, we found out later was in New York having an affair with someone. Oh. <laughs> but uh, they produced the show Medium, starring Patricia Arquette, uh-huh. right? You know where she was, you know, yeah, clairvoyant yeah. and all that. Well, the woman that it was based on was at their house at this dinner party, smoking on an e-cig before vaping was a thing. <laughs> she was sucking on this e-cig. <laughs> And she tells, you know, and there's, I, I mean, you know, arguing ensues and people sort of question her ability to actually do this. And, and at one point she looks at Kyle Richards and says, just know, she's like, your husband will never, will never emotionally fulfill you. Know that. Oh my God. <laughs> While she's sucking on this e-cig and it is just, it's, <laughs> it's just so, and it just explodes uh-huh. after that. Just, yeah. And that has been replayed. Like, they work that in almost uh-huh. every season, yeah. that exact scene. Yeah. Because, wow. Yeah, while that argument's taking place, there's, like, three other arguments taking place at the same table. And I don't know if there were, like, guys with cameras out in the van, and they were just like, come on, come on, so they could catch everything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's true. That is an mm-hmm. iconic moment. Okay. That, yeah, know that. Yep. Right. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. And, we, the, and the thing about Beverly Hills, too, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, was they go to they go to fabulous places when they go trips. I think every season yes. they're contractually obligated to go on a trip. And they go to like Rome or Abu Dhabi or Paris. They go to these fabulous places. And, you know, on some other <laughs> some other uh, versions of the show, they go to Savannah, Georgia, which is lovely. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's lovely. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did mention this. The different cities you can tell is a very different, like, uh, definition of a rich woman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 We did mention too before we started recording that the next one is Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. They've been heavily promoing. I'm a Mormon. I'm not a Mormon. I'm not a. So, mm-hmm. what are your predictions for Salt Lake City? Any? I feel like they're going to be really unapologetic about mm-hmm. the, their shenanigans. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will be a polygamy discussion at any point? Oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah, for it sure. It has to be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking to that point, like, when this all started, like, 12, 13 years ago, when the first ones came out, social media wasn't really a thing then, and it is now. Mm, and that's these, a good point. You know, they put up with a lot of shit from yahoos that, <laughs> take, yeah. that take this show too seriously. Not like us who are taking it the right amount of serious. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I have just, I have not tweeted at anyone, to be right. clear. Uh, <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's how you define a Yahoo, is you have an <laughs> tweet. Right, yeah. <laughs> or a slash yeah. hooligan, depending okay, on... All right, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you... Is there a city you would like to see have a Real Housewives edition? I kind of... I mean, I think it would be interesting in Chicago. Mm. I think it would be Ooh, interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like there's kind of a... You know, even in the right right suburb there's still got to be a little bit of like rough yeah. and tumble in some of those uh, yeah. some of those uh, ladies they've seen some things yeah so. that's true i have wanted more like yeah something more midwestern like yeah. not get out of the sun and the always like that easy type of you know something a little i mean i'm not opposed to a real housewives of des moines mm-hmm. i was just gonna say i mean maybe we should start a petition with our significant power mm-hmm. to make this obviously happen. Yeah. yeah tina fey you're listening we so need, maybe you can yeah. help us mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. this going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. plus yeah. how great would it be that way if you go out to dinner at some point whenever that the possibility that you could be one of those random people right. in the background that oh, sees this happen yep. you could be martini mike <laughs> <laughs> What, I don't know who Martini Mike is. <laughs> he is. It was this season on New York. They were in the Hamptons. And oh, yeah. They were at a restaurant, and he, 
you can tell that he's he's got a martini. I don't know if Mike's his real name. That's what they named him. Oh, okay. But he's like watching and just like, <laughs> and they catch him on camera making the face that everyone wants to make. And uh-huh. he's like a like an icon now because uh-huh. of that. Oh yeah, you two could definitely be Martini mm-hmm. Mike. Yeah, or a new variation. I of it. feel like you might be better at it. I would be too like over the top. They'd be like, "We gotta cut. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you, what are you doing with your hands? What is happening? You're not in the fight. You're in the background. Get out." We asked you not to look directly into the camera, ma'am. <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, "That's I. Well, nope. Oh man, can't use any of the footage from that restaurant." <laughs> it would be fun to see, also, like a season in maybe Portland. You know, where someone's Ooh, like, you know, like a whole new level yeah, of why weird. didn't why didn't you buy my you know organic hemp handbag <laughs> that I made myself in the you're basement? Right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you buying my fermented right or like beers, Maui yeah. where they don't like give up? Right. Like yeah. I'm not subscribing to any of this. What trip? Ooh. We're not going on a trip. I'm not traveling with any of I you. I live right. in Hawaii. Yeah. You used yeah. a plastic straw. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> How dare you? You missed our morning surf session, and I'm pissed. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so we got to figure out how we can bring one mm-hmm. to Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. we got some idea starters here. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. That reminds me, do you guys remember the SNL sketch with Will Ferrell and Cecily Strong, and they were playing two reality stars that were coming home to, like, their oh. actual home, and they came in and their faces were taped up so high <laughs> and far back. And they're like, we're just so glad to be here among normal people. But then the TV crew comes in and as soon as they start rolling, they start throwing wine and like, you bitches didn't even invite me. <laughs> and then it would stop and they're like, oh, thanks, guys. This is terrific. I like the uh, Real Housewives of Disney that they had on Saturday what? Live several years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Lindsay Lohan. Seriously, whatever. I'm like, What? <laughs> Well, you have definitely established yourselves as the experts I knew you were. Oh, thank you. So, well done. I think uh, I was slightly keeping score, and I think Heath won. Oh, he yeah. Had yeah, one he more. had some others in there <laughs> yeah. that I did not remember. So, well as done, Heath. I'm thank you. terrible yeah. with taglines, it turns out. As per I, my agreement to come on the podcast, <laughs> I won the quiz. <laughs> Yes, so Heath, you know, you've done hundreds of podcasts. Yep. Is how does this one rate? You know? It's in the top two. Oh (laughs) good, there's room to grow, Aaron. There's room to grow. Let me ask you, is the giggling too much? (laughs) Yeah, I like my podcast serious. Oh, you well, did not tried. do your research no, before no. you came on. <laughs> did you hear the part where we read a negative review like a while back? And their main um, complaint was that we were we giggled and we meandered. <laughs> <laughs> Those were actual words you that, giggled. That person that. sounds fun. <laughs> Thank you. Super and fun. meandered. Yeah. That's yeah. how they started it. Sounded good. I tried. Yes. <laughs> it was the most entitled weird review ever. And it almost kind of sounded like, you know how you were saying people will just take the time to tweet at someone. Right. It's like, so you took the time. You didn't like it. So you wrote a negative review. I just don't get that psychology mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. tried. I really tried. <laughs> so much. As our listeners yeah. can tell, we're still not over it. Yeah, still not, not over, over it. it. No, I'm over it. I just, I, I tried <laughs> phrases become a great thing for me to use everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I tried. I tried. I was just talking to uh, Michael last night about um, 
there's some website that has uh, one-star Yelp reviews of national parks. What? <laughs> oh, my God. And there are people, like, like <laughs> complain that there's too many trees or, like, <laughs> it was dirty. It was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> there was dirt everywhere. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh-huh. All right, yeah. we'll we'll have to find that and share that with our well, listeners. If we, well, if we, I mean, I'm not encouraging anyone to do this by any means, but I mean, if we got enough negative reviews, we can make a spinoff website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> or uh-huh. maybe we could just write our own. We don't want to encourage people. Oh, that's to, fine. Yeah, I don't want to I break mean, that to... many legs. That's <laughs> uh, too many on my content. I'll do it like one or two times. Yeah, but after absolutely. that, it's a pattern, and then yeah. it's going to get brought up at some point, like a trial mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Heath, I know you're an expert on celebrity. We may have to have you back. What else are you an expert on? We need to find a, a, a reason to bring you back. Oh, gosh. Um, I like tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You do. You do. Uh, All right. Well, <laughs> I like sandwiches, too. <laughs> This is a lot to work with. Yeah. Appreciate it. If you ever want to do an uh, episode on cookbooks. Oh. No. Actually, yeah. That's Celebrity cookbooks. Oh. oh. <laughs> that is part two to this celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, that's done, okay. I think. Okay, okay. Oh, Heath, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for I, having me. I know me. our listeners will love you as much as we do. Well, I hope I get a negative review. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the random dude on the show? Why? That's not a broad. <laughs> That's not a broad. You need to rename this. Oh. oh, boy. Well, I think that's all we got. Yeah. Next week, we'll be back with one of our regular episodes. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, happy reading. up again same night another dream before trying this recording thing i didn't remember much of anything of these dreams i didn't remember much from any of the women and one night of doing this and it's broken things open the dreams are they're in me and they're they're coming out of me and to me i am not broken i am the most whole most real their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. 
All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.